and look. You'll find what there you're seeking in a magazine or book. There's books for him and books for her and books for you and me. You'll find good books for everyone at your library. Hello everyone and welcome to Lauren's Library. I am your host, Lauren, and I am here to ramble about book stuff. So grab a seat, grab some coffee, grab a blanket, or grab the steering wheel if you're driving because y'all know I ain't paying for your accidents. But get comfortable because we have a lot to talk about. And if you're new here, just wanted to give a special hello to you. Thank you for popping in. Now that you're here, you can't leave. Those are the rules. We're on episode 19 of Lauren's Library which means we are one episode away from the season finale. Can I call it a season finale on a podcast? Is that a thing? I don't know. A whole 20 episodes of me rambling. Like, that's wild. Thank you to everyone that has hung in with me so far. Some good things will be happening in season two for sure. Um, I'm giving myself a tiny little break to regroup and strategize. But I mean, it's still November. So now I feel like I need to have at least one Christmas episode only because I love Christmas and I want to read all the Christmas books and watch all the movies. We'll see. Don't hold me to it because I may get super excited to do it now, but then when it comes time to do it, I'm going to be like, no, I don't feel like it. So don't hold me to it. Just check every now and then, I guess. (laughs) Anyway, in this episode, we're going to talk about the ARC reader drama. We're going to talk about some auto-buy authors, and I'm going to be reading the prologue of my debut novel. I'm so excited. Um, it comes out on November 17th, 2023. I'm a one woman machine for the most part here when it comes to like putting this thing out. So I, I didn't really get a chance to do like beta readers and all that stuff. And I think the people that I asked to read the arc are probably going to be more like a street team because we, we pushing it kind of close. Sorry. On the second one, I'll, I'll do better. I promise. <laughs> It comes out a week from today, which is nuts. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. But yeah, it'll be out on Amazon. I think hopefully I'm going to get to the point where I can sell it on my website so you can buy it directly from me. We'll see. I'm not sure yet. Stay tuned for that. I'll update you most likely. I'm finally past the talking stage and I have headed into the be about it stage, you know, because I've been talking about like I've been dropping hints about this this novel from the jump, like since I started this podcast and now I'm actually putting it out. So it kind of feels like. Um, now I'm actually standing on business, you know, <laughs> before I was just kind of, you know, running my mouth, but now I'm actually standing on business. So it's called the memory concierge and it'll be out on November 17th. Okay. And I'm going to read the prologue on this episode of the podcast. Go buy a copy. So I know it's real, you know, and if you make TikToks or if you're on Instagram and you want to tag me in a positive post, then please, by all means do it. I'd love to see it. And I specify positive posts only because there are some people that have the habit of tagging authors and posts where they're completely dumping on their books. And that just seems a bit unnecessarily mean to me. I mean, you're well within your right to hate the book. (laughs) I mean, I've been saying that this entire time, so I can't go back on that now, but you're well within your right to hate it. But don't tag me in a trash post about it. I don't want to see it. It seems cruel. And when I was reviewing a little bit more frequently than I am now, I would, I wouldn't tag the authors in like anything less than three stars. Unless, you know, like if I had something positive to say, like if it was a five-star book or a four-star book, whatever, then absolutely, I'm tagging you. You need to see this positivity, you know, hopefully this brightens your day. 
But if it's like a two star book, and even I'm iffy on some three stars, but if it's a two star book and lower, I'm not tagging you. <laughs> I'm gonna post it. I'm gonna post it and talk trash because I hate it, but I'm not gonna tag you in it, you know? So anyway, now that I've gotten that rant off my chest, let's get into it, okay? I'll give you a few seconds to pour yourself a drink, make a snack, get to your other destination, whatever, what have you. Go ahead. I'll wait. Okay, so boom. I thought this topic was right on time with me putting out my own book and wanting ARC readers to post reviews. So on TikTok, there is an author by the name of AJ Glasser, right? And she posted a video of herself with a face all up in the camera. Sidebar, I hate when people post videos and like literally the entire screen is their face like back up a little bit. Like, okay, like if you want to be in the screen, that's fine. But like, I, I just, I shouldn't see up your nose, you know, like I just, I don't, I don't want to know what's going on up in that brain. But anyway, back on topic. Sorry. I just had to put that out there. Um, she had a face all up in the camera, right? Here was a little greasy. And she was talking about how much arc readers suck. Like that was literally the first thing she said. Arc readers suck. <laughs> and she's complaining about how authors spend so much money getting their books out to arc readers in the hopes that they'll read and review the book. You know, you hope they'll create positive content about your book and then in turn bring you more reviewers and more readers. In her video, she tries to do like a soft name drop almost like a passive aggressive naming without actually naming two individuals that got a copy of her book and didn't review it. She said one was a medical student and the other was a nursing student and neither one of them did anything with her book. And she was like upset about it, talking about how much they sucked and how, you know, she wasted money and all this other stuff. I have four points to make on that. Okay. Follow along. <laughs> First of all, a med student and a nursing student. No offense, Miss Glasser, but do you not realize how busy students in those fields are? Okay. Like I have a few nursing school friends and I even have a mother that's a nurse. And I can tell you, like my mom went to nursing school when I was a kid, but I even remember how busy she was trying to figure all that stuff out. And the nursing student friends that I have now, like are constantly stressed. I can tell you from the countless Snapchats and text messages from my friends that they have a lot on their plate constantly. And they're constantly stressed out, constantly busy. Most of the time they're barely hanging on by a thread. So, you know, maybe they agreed to read your book, not realizing how busy they were gonna get or not realizing how hard their classes would be or whatever, but getting pissy at them because they didn't read it comes off a little, little whiny, you know, just a little bit. Second of all, you never know what people have going on in their lives. It kind of goes with point one, but you never know what, ha what people have going on. And while it may be frustrating that sometimes people don't do what you were hoping for in terms of advertising, it is something that you're going to have to just charge to the game and keep going. You know, like they're doing this for free. Sometimes people get busy. They may have thought they're going to have time and then something happened or, you know, or maybe they haven't had the chance to read it yet and they were going to read it. But now that you've been all pouty and posted a video trying to call them out, trying to be, you know, like a bully about it, then now they're not going to do it at all. So you cheated yourself out of that support. That's on you, boo. <laughs> I mean, come on, that's on you. Third of all, unless you're paying them, there really isn't much you can demand out of them. I saw another post about an author that had like all these requirements for their arc readers. Like they had to post four videos and 
each video had to have the book on display and blah 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 and honestly that's nuts to me especially if you're not paying them authors who try and act like they're entitled to a review because they want one are kind of nuts like people read books that they don't review all the time i've done it i guarantee that they've done it as well but now that it's their book they expect strangers on the internet to bend to their whims and drop everything to write them a review doesn't work that way and if you want it to work that way then you need to come up off some extra coin point blank period like if you can't come up off that coin then you're just gonna have to charge that to the game as well and keep going be thankful for the ones that did write a review thank them you know and keep going sorry about it again i know it's frustrating because you put the work in and you really want it in front of enough people to make it worth it you know but if you're gonna post a video about how arc readers suck because they didn't do what you wanted then that's like bad business especially if you continue to write books like you're gonna want other arc readers for other stories right unless this was your last one unless you won and done you're gonna want other arc readers but now that you've been stitched hundreds of times on tiktok dumping on arc readers as a whole no one is really gonna want to do it for you anymore dear like you just shot yourself in the foot boo congrats on that <laughs> it's gonna be hard to get more now if you get any my fourth and final point, and this is a really important point. This might this probably should have been point number one. Sometimes people read the arc and they don't post a review because they don't actually like the book. Let's think on that for a second. Did you consider this? You don't want them to review it negatively, especially if they have a large following, because then that does more damage than good. And I can tell you from this video that you've posted that if they trash your video, you're more than likely gonna make another video trying to speak down on them. So it becomes better to just avoid it completely. I know that can be hard to reconcile because you believe that since you wrote it, it's, you know, automatically five stars, but you have to be okay with the fact that other people may not feel the same. Charge it to the game, again, babe, and keep it pushing. Word of mouth is everything, and if you out here trying to shame ARC readers, it'll be hard to get more on the next book release. You're gonna be struggling, you know? Like, it, it's gonna, it's gonna suck. And I, I kind of wonder if she thought about that before she made this video. Maybe she's just confident that she's going to find more. But to me, this is kind of a like a frustration you should have let out in the group chat and called it a day. Don't post it on the internet for everybody to see. That just doesn't seem smart to me. But what do I know? <laughs> Clearly, you know, I'm new to this. So don't take my opinion for too much. That's just my two cents. The next topic is my auto buy authors. These are authors that I'm going to purchase from immediately as soon as they drop something, no matter what. Let's get into it. Okay, so I have like four auto buy authors that I can think of off the top of my head. It's Kennedy Ryan, S.A. Cosby, T.J. Klune, and Emily Henry. All four of these authors I will buy without even stopping to read the description. Like, oh, you wrote a book? Let me grab it. Thanks. <laughs> Let me explain why. For Kennedy, she is an auto buy for romance, even though her books be heavy laden with spice, especially anal, which I find strange. But yeah, anyway, I don't necessarily enjoy all the spice. I will admit when I'm listening to her stuff on audiobook, I will fast forward to the spice sometimes. Only because once her characters get going, they be humping till the cows come home, okay? And after a while, I'm just like, oh my God, I get it. Y'all are horny. 
good god man get up off her for a second you know <laughs> so you know that's just because i'm not a spice fan because people that love spice they probably love that part me i'm just like all right all right skip 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 where's the dialogue skip 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 <laughs> don't judge me okay thanks the reason why i love her books is because she writes about real life issues as well as the spice um the grip trilogy was about police brutality the hoop series it had different things in it it had like domestic violence it was like um navigating through like divorce or whatever um her stories have like a real life struggle wrapped up in the love story and it ends up being my favorite part of the story like with the the king series what is it i can't remember the name of the entire trilogy I know the last book is called Queen Move, which was my favorite out of that series. The second book is The Rebel King. I cannot for the life of me remember the first one. What is the first one called? I don't remember. I keep wanting to call it The Smoothie King because it's a restaurant or a smoothie place, but it's not The Smoothie King. It's The Trill King? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. It's The King series. What is it called? Hold on. Hold on. Let me find it. The Kingmaker, that's what it's called. The Kingmaker is the first one. Jesus, that was going to bother me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Smoothie King. Woo, wow. Okay, so like I said, I will auto buy anything that she puts out for the foreseeable future because I love the way that she writes real life issues. Um, and that trilogy, The Kingmaker, Rebel King, and Queen Move was about um, the struggle of indigenous women and politics and like a whole bunch of stuff like, it's not just spice there are other things happening thank god because otherwise i don't know if i could read it because spice be just ugh, it's just be too much i'm sorry the next one is essay cosby i think his the essay stands for sean andre maybe i think so um he's a thriller author and his ability to tell a story is completely unmatched like his pen is immaculate especially on audio it's a whole experience on audio when he writes the story and then adam lazare white narrates bro I don't care if it's a grocery list or just like reading the TV guide that's rewritten in S.A. Cosby's words and got um, Adam narrating. I'm going to stop and listen. Plus, he writes thrillers. And y'all know that I'm a thriller girly through and through. That is my happy place. That is a genre of book that I gravitate towards. The first book I read by him was Blacktop Wasteland. And that was after having walked by his books for so long in the store in the stores. Like, I don't know why I decided to finally stop and pick it up, but I kept looking at it like, ah, nah, I'll get something else. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm gonna get something else. And I just finally decided to stop and read it. And then after that, I was like, oh my God, I have to read everything this man has written immediately. So I stopped and grabbed that book and I read that. And then I had to go back and read his entire like backlog. So, you know, I haven't turned back since. I'm patiently waiting for him to release something else. As soon as you drop something, Mr. Cosby, I'm finna read it, okay? Just so you know. You're not listening to this, but still, just so you know, you know? Put it out there in the sound waves. Maybe it'll like hit you in your dreams or something. Who knows? I don't know. The next auto buy author that I have is TJ Klune. He is a really quirky style of writing that I absolutely love. It's so different than anything that I usually read. Um, I read his, his book, The House on the Cerulean Sea back in like June. And I love the book so much I was tempted to incorporate it into the book tattoo that I got. Like it was that serious for me. I ended up not doing that, but I did read the rest of his work and his uncanny ability to write characters that are like imaginary. Like one book was about robots. The other one was about like, um, I think he had like, he called, he had Satan in one of his books. 
which is, I know that sounds wild. Bear with me. It's called Lucy. And he was actually a little kid. And it was actually really adorable. And like he, he, the way he writes them, you find yourself like falling in love with these characters and like really rooting for them and really wanting them to win. You know, all of his books are good, but Cerulean Sea is my favorite by far. Um, it gives kind of like a, um, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Anybody watch that? Anybody around my age <laughs> that watched that or older? Who knows? Like, do you remember it? Have you seen it? It's, it's out there. It was one of my favorite little cartoons that I watched on Cartoon Network when I was like teetering between like being too old to watch cartoons and still kind of wanting to watch them a little bit. That was one of the ones that I watched and I, I really liked it. And his house on the Cerulean Sea kind of gives me that vibe, which might be why I loved it so much. And then I listened to it on audio and the narrator for that was really good. I can't remember his name, but he was really good. I think I'm going to do a section on like audiobook narrators because there are some really good ones out here. But anyway, back to TJ Klune. Um, My favorite is Cerulean Sea. And then the next one is Under the Whispering Doors, my other favorite. His books have such a unique concept every single time. And they're written in a way that makes you feel like completely immersed in the story. So whatever TJ writes, Lauren buys. And that's that on that. Okay. My last auto buy is Emily Henry. I had to put her on this list because I had taken what I thought was a permanent hiatus on romance novels because I'd gotten so bored with the genre. But then I read Book Lovers by her and it rekindled my interest in the genre as a whole. Like her bantering skills are something to be studied. It's not often that I laugh out loud at a book, but her stories have me chuckling at some of the conversations between the characters. And anyone that knows me in real life knows that I live for good banter. Okay. Plus, she delivers like compelling romance stories without all the spice for people like me who can handle like mild books, but start to cringe and shrivel into herself when there's like too much humping going on. Like I can take like mild, you know, like a little buffalo sauce if you want to throw a little buffalo in there. But if we get in full on chili pepper, count me out. okay? because I can't. (laughs) I just can't do it. I'm sorry. I guess I haven't grown enough yet. Maybe one day. But yes, those are my four auto buy authors. And heading into 2024, I'm sure there's going to be different ones soon. Or at least I'll add to the list. But for for right now, those are all that I got. Now for this next section, I figured what better way to promote the book that I wrote than to read the prologue here on the, on the podcast. Especially since I did an episode about people who don't read prologues and epilogues in their books. They just skip past them. You know, it's just for the vibes, not for the story. <laughs> And just in case you're listening and you don't read prologues, now you'll you'll have read the prologue and you can skip it and not miss anything. Even though I'm still judging you and I'm kind of judging myself a little bit for enabling this behavior, but it's okay. We're just going to go with it. Anyway, the Memory Concierge paperback and ebook will be available for purchase on November 17th of this year. So in a week, a week from today, um, you can pre-order the ebook starting today and if you like it leave a review the more reviews i get the more the algorithm will algorithm in my favor okay so tell a friend to tell a friend about the memory concierge it'll be the first of many okay this is my childhood dream come to pass so i'm really excited even if no one likes it or like you know like even if no one reads it no one like listens to this episode whatever or if they do read it and they all hate it, I can still say that I accomplished my goal and wrote a book. 
you know this one was mostly just to show myself that I could do it the next ones like I have a whole bunch of stories that I want to tell I'm so excited to get like really going with my author era you know I'm in my author era <laughs> I'm really excited to get going with it but this one the memory concierge this book is special because this book showed me that I can do it you know my childhood dream realized that you know like it okay I'm 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 gonna stop rambling before I get emotional because y'all don't really want to hear me cry on the podcast do you like I mm -mm. (laughs) especially since you can't see me so you just be listening to me cry that'd be weird so anyway let's get into it the memory concierge They say that the smell of death is one you will always recognize, even if you've never smelled it before. They say it's a mixture of putrid meat with rotten, fruity undertones. And when Henry stepped into the dimly lit room sheathed in cobwebs from years of non-use, that very smell permeated the air. Something in there was dead. The entire room was blanketed in dust and rot. It was so thick that it made his eyes sting and he could taste it with every deep breath. Henry raised a hand to cover his nose and realized that it was trembling. He should not have come. He knew that now. He inched further inside, checking over his shoulder every few seconds to be sure nothing was creeping behind him. In this room, which looked like it had once been an office, there was a floor-to-ceiling windows with tattered and discolored curtains. The wallpaper peeled off the walls, revealing a stained grayish paint underneath. A shiver crept up Henry's spine. He could not tell if it was from the chilly air or fear. He felt as if someone, or something, could be watching him. You should not be in here. A sudden voice made Henry trip over a discarded wooden plank near his foot. Even with the windows allowing in the sprinkles of moonlight, it was so dark that Henry had not realized someone else was in there with him. He whirled around, searching for the source of the voice. In the farthest corner, under one of the windows, a black mound sat hidden just out of view. At first glance, it looked like a pile of fabric, but a pair of glowing white pupilless eyes stared back at him, clocking his every move. Hello? Who's there? He demanded, taking an unsteady step forward. Show yourself! I have a weapon! He did not have a weapon. In his anxious preparation for the trip there, he'd forgotten to bring something for protection. All habits of self-preservation had flown out the window. The creature shuffled and stood to its full height, sending white-hot panic pulsing through Henry's body. He let out a small squeak in shock. This thing was huge. From what he could see in the shadows, the head of the creature almost skimmed the ceiling. It hunched forward to give itself more room to stand. Its unnaturally large wingspan could undoubtedly touch both corners of the room without moving. If it could sense the panic that surged through Henry and made him quiver like a chihuahua, it gave no indication. When it tilted its head, its white eyes remained fixed on Henry. Something niggled at the base of Henry's brain. His flight-or-fight response kicked in, urging him to turn around and run back in the direction that he had come. His subconscious begged him to abort the mission and take off running. There was still time to escape. The creature had not moved towards him yet, so there was a slim chance he could run before it reached him. 
He could tell the others that he had not been able to find anything. No one would know the difference. Maybe he could try again during the day. He wanted to kick himself for coming to an abandoned building at night. He made the situation so much more dangerous for himself. He had not even thought to bring a flashlight. He was terrified, but instead of running, he stood where he was, his feet firmly planted on the dusty floor. Doubt flooded his mind, followed by the common sense he had been missing when he decided to come out here in the first place. He was in search of something called the memory concierge. Henry wasn't convinced that it had truly existed, but he felt better knowing that he had tried everything before giving up. A few years prior, he and his wife were blindsided when she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. He had every intention of weathering the storm with her, but as time passed, the distance between them increased until he could no longer recognize his marriage. He had heard whispers about a mythical creature that could restore and replace lost memories. He didn't believe the stories and chalked them up to a silly fairy tale. However, as time progressed, he became frustrated. No matter what advice he received from others, articles he read, or discussion forums he entered, he could not shake the feeling of bitterness. That frustration morphed into desperation until he found himself entertaining the idea of a memory concierge even more. If it were real, it could solve all his problems. The possibility gave him hope. As he stood in the abandoned hotel staring at this abnormally large creature and praying it didn't have a diet that consisted of humans, the hope that had driven him forward seemed so far away. Why did you come? The creature asked, ignoring Henry's attempt to look intimidating. It shifted forward, allowing some of its face to be visible from the shadows. Pale, greenish-gray skin stretched taut over the beast's body. It looked like just enough to cover the bones, if it had any. It seemed to be a weird combination of a snake and a human, like a horrible science experiment gone wrong, or something from the depths of Henry's nightmares. Are, are you... Are you him? Henry's voice shook. He was irritated at himself for sounding as terrified as he felt. Am I who? The creature asked, stepping further out of the shadows. Henry bit his tongue to keep from letting out a petrified yelp. His voice was so uncomfortably loud that Henry felt like he was standing next to a speaker at a concert. Each word made his eardrums jump. Are you the memory concierge? He felt stupid saying it out loud. He suddenly felt insecure, worried that he'd come all this way for the entire thing to be a lie. The creature remained silent, watching him. A slow smile spread across its face, revealing sharp and jagged teeth. Hello, Henry. Okay, so that's all we have time for today. If you want to know more, you gotta go buy the book. Uh, it's, it's just that simple. <laughs> But what'd you think? Will you be purchasing the book? Will you be reading The Memory Concierge? Will you be harassing your friends and your family into purchasing the book as well? I can't wait to hear your thoughts. If they're friendly. If you hate it, just, you, just let me live in my denial. Because if you come and tell me that you hate it, I'm gonna end up crying into a vat of ice cream. And we just can't have that. I'm trying to unbig my back. So help me do that by not telling me how much you hate it, if you do happen to hate it. I think that's a fair exchange. <laughs> anyway, find me on TikTok under the bookie babe and on Instagram at the bookie babe underscore. 
because someone took the other name. I have suddenly become terrible at posting on Instagram, but I mean, don't give up on me. I will get back into it regularly soon, probably once things settle down a bit. You know, the book's coming out, so I'll be done with that. That's been my main focus for the most part. Um, now that that's out, you know, I really have no excuse. So <laughs> tell a friend to tell a friend about Lawrence Library. I'm still looking for a co-host. So if you're interested, hit me up. We can talk, we can chat, see what we can figure out. Leave a rating, but nothing less than three and a half stars or it'll seriously damage our relationship. Write and review wherever you listen. And if you want to say hi, there are multiple ways that you can give me a little shouty shout. Take your pick. But either way, I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.